Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired fitness celebrity Billy Blanks. Okay, everybody. Our car just got a broken windshield. How about we blow off some steam? Now punch. Now kick. Uh, Mr. Blanks, there's no need to be stressed. GEICO makes it easy to file a claim online, on the app, or over the phone. Yeah, but what if I never hear back? That's going to make me want to go jab and jab. Uh, nope. Your GEICO claims team is always there for you. Okay, do I still get my post-workout protein shake? Sure, Billy. GEICO. Great service without all the drama. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for September 2nd, 2020. One can make the case that the presence of Byron Buxton, or the lack thereof, is the biggest element of the first two games of this series. On Monday, because he wasn't playing center, Max Kepler took charge in a routine fly ball in the right center gap, only to drop it and set the White Sox three-run ninth in motion. But Buxton was in the lineup on Tuesday, and he factored into the two biggest plays of the game. In the sixth inning, he robbed Edwin Encarnacion of a solo homer that would have given the White Sox a 3-1 lead. In the seventh, his two-out single-off Evan Marshall scored the decisive run in the Twins' 3-2 victory at Target Field. If Buxton was the biggest factor in the game, the presence of Jimmy Cordero takes the silver medal. Rick Renteria has used Cordero in five of the last six games, and it's not like he's getting tremendous results. Tonight marked the third straight appearance he's been scored upon, and he gave up the tying and go-ahead runs in separate innings. Cordero entered in relief of Dallas Keuchel, who was lucky to get out of five innings with only one run on his tab. After getting Buxton to pop out to start the inning, he gave up a shot to the right center gap to Jake Cave. It should have been a double, but Nomar Mazzara took a bad angle and played it into a triple. The extra base wasn't a big deal because Luis Arise doubled him home to tie the game at two. What's confusing is that Cordero also started the seventh inning, and with Nelson Cruz at the plate. In Cordero's defense, he had Cruz struck out with an 0-2 fastball low and away, but Yasmani Grandal was set up inside, and Laz Diaz didn't see a strike with Grandal reaching across the plate to grab it. It's hard to get Cruz out twice in an at-bat, and sure enough, he rifled a changeup to right field for a leadoff double. And then Evan Marshall came in. Why Marshall didn't start the seventh, I don't quite know. Renteria said after the game that he liked Cordero's slider against Cruz, but slider wasn't the pitch he got beat on. Either way, Marshall got a couple of flyouts to get within and out of escaping, but Buxton saw two low-and-in fastballs just off the plate, and he was ready for the second one, hooking it to left field for the RBI single. 
This is the kind of decision that is magnified when the White Sox offense gets held scoreless over the final eight innings of the game. They pounced on Michael Pineda in the first inning with Eloy Jimenez stirring out of his slump with a two-run double. With Pineda not having pitched in 361 days due to a suspension, it seemed like the Sox could make it a short night. But Pineda, who went 4-0 in four starts against the Sox in 2019, eventually found a slider, and the White Sox found scoring chances much harder to come by. Tim Anderson went 3-4 out of the leadoff spot, but the rest of the lineup only combined for four hits. Encarnacion was robbed of a fifth when Buxton stole his homer from over the wall in the left center gap to start the sixth. Sox pitching couldn't quite nurse that two-run lead over nine innings. Keuchel only got through five, scattering seven hits and two walks. Renteria said after the game that Keuchel was battling a stomach issue. His command of the changeup came and went, but he made big pitches when it mattered, and he ended up just allowing one run over five innings. And it should have actually been five shutout innings, because with runners on the corners and one out in the fifth, Keuchel got Marwin Gonzalez to hit a weak chopper to the left side. Yolmer Sanchez, making his first start of the 2020 season, charged and threw across his body to second, where Nick Magical made a Yolmer quick turn to get the ball to a stretching Jose Abreu. But Abreu just didn't catch it. There wasn't anything wrong with the throw. It was on the low side, but it was catchable. It just rattled in and out of his mitt. The first Minnesota run scored, and the White Sox margin for error was reduced. They ended up needing more than they had. More bad news, the rubber matches tonight, and the pitching matchup is unfavorable. The White Sox will throw Reynaldo Lopez out there while they'll be facing Jose Brios. A Twins win isn't a given because Brios himself has been mediocre, coming into this one with a 4.75 ERA and a league-high 18 walks in 36 innings. The White Sox might stand a better chance if Yohan Moncada can play, but since he's battling a case of vague leg, his status is always uncertain. We may also see James McCann, who is 8-for-24 with four homers against Brios' lifetime. First pitch is at 7.10 p.m. Central on NBC Sports Chicago. Around the league, the Indians thumped the Royals 10-1. Zach Plesak threw six innings of one-run ball in his return to the rotation after violating pandemic protocol in Chicago, while Matt Harvey was knocked out in the second inning. The White Sox fell back into a tie for first with Cleveland, while the Twins are one and a half games back after snapping their six-game skid. Blowouts were the story of the day otherwise. The Tigers trounced Milwaukee 12-1 behind a four-hit, five-RBI game from Victor Reyes, so they're back above 500 at 17-16. They also moved within a half game of Toronto for the eighth spot because the Blue Jays lost to Miami 3-2. The Marlins saw immediate benefits from acquiring Starling Marte because he hit the go-ahead solo shot. Marcelo Zuna hit three homers in the Braves' 10-3 victory over the Red Sox at Fenway. The Cardinals thumped the Reds by an even bigger margin, scoring six first-inning runs en route to a 16-2 route. The Giants had them all beat. Chris Dickerson hit three home runs, and he was one of three Giants to drive in six runs in San Francisco's 23-5 flattening of the Rockies at Coors Field. Also, keep an eye on the AL East. The Yankees used two DJ LeMahieu homers and a mad dash from Gio Urshela to beat the Rays 5-3, but it ended with benches clearing. Aroldis Chapman fired a 101-mile-per-hour fastball at the head of Mike Brasso, who managed to avoid getting brained. Chapman ended up striking out Brasso to end the game, and the managers exchanged barbs after the game. We'll see if further sparks fly in the series finale later tonight. That'll do it for this morning's White Sox wake-up call. Visit SoxMachine.com to talk about the game, and I'm guessing we're going to be talking about Jimmy Cordero later in the morning. Josh and I will be back tonight for Sox Machine Live after the final out of the series. If you're new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google's podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts are found. 
If you want to support the site and the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash socksmachine. The Dan Johnson Cup of Coffee mugs are still available for new supporters at the $10 tier or for $25 from the Socks Machine store, and we also have a limited selection of the Pinwheel Cog t-shirts as well. Thanks for listening to the Socks Machine podcast. For SocksMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.